0: We are live, special edition of the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show here at Fuddruckers. 59 and Wesley. And Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, D.B. Sidhu, and tonight's guest, Christian Covington. Yeah! Is this, your, this is your first appearance of the year here? Of the year, yes, sir. It's great to see you. Good to see you all. I mean, it's been a while, and it's wonderful to have you on the program. So, I mean, why am I not regular by now? I don't you're, you're know. Why intro? aren't you regular? Why
1: intro? aren't you regular? Did you, Wait, regular? you hear your voice? Wait, you I were hurt
0: it. for a minute, and then it was just kind of strange. Yeah, it was real strange, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here you are. And we were talking about you a lot last week because you made that play against the Broncos for a TFL right before they missed the field goal at the end of the game. And we were talking about that. You know, so I think it was a one-yard TFL or two or whatever it was. But it was significant because they were trying to get a little closer for a field goal, and you were able to get that backfield penetration and bam, hit that ball carrier. And I think that that was kind of like a psychological edge that you gave yourselves as he missed the field goal. Uh, my thought. Hey, I think I'll a lot that. of people had that thought.
2: I'll take that. I was just out there just trying to do my job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a typical football answer. But no, it was um, you know, situations like that you try to just really come together as a team and really just do whatever you got to do to be able to make stops. And uh, for us to be able to make a play like that, you know, I'm not going to take all the credit. That was just a, it was, that was just a whole defensive team yeah. effort right there. But, uh, you know, the end result of that game was just obviously you guys know the end. Uh, everybody else knows the end. That was just like what a wild finish to a game like that. And again, we had another wild finish uh, yesterday.
3: Yeah, two weeks in a row or two games in a row mm. comes down to you got to watch and see and kind of try to. Mess with the kicker and it, it goes your way, but the play of the game yesterday is Justin Reed's 101-yard pick, an interception, and he takes it all the way back for pick six. Mm-hmm. You figured heavily in that because you kind of altered the pass, and then you, you sprung him loose with a nice little block there as well. Thank what you. was your vantage point on that play?
2: Um, Take us through it, snap to finish. No, I just got the uh, no. I had ran a good, I ran a good game with Devion, and uh, came around the edge, hit the uh, hit Alex Smith, and. Uh, was able to just turn around. I saw Justin with the pick. I'm like, oh snap, oh snap. What's my what's my job? Uh, oh yeah, block. So you have to really, in the heat of the moment, you have to really just you know switch gears and be able to you know be on the you know have that offensive mentality. And then we're all, we're told every single day, every single day by Coach Romeo that you know if there's ever turnover any uh, any type of situation like down the field, you block the closest person next to you. And everybody wants to make a big hoopla about, oh you got the lead block. It's like. Nah, I just, I got a block. I did my job. Like, I'll take I'll take it. And you know, to you know have uh, Justin do his thing, 101 yards. That's huge. And uh, I know that was the second uh, second longest in team history for a pick six. So that was yeah, that was just incredible. Obviously, you know, it counted towards us winning the game.
1: You had the the, the the defense had a celebration in the end zone, the picture, but you were not really a part of that. No, I uh, Was that went, just too I far went to, to run? To the <laughs> <line>. <laughs> okay. JJ said the same thing. He said it looked like it was so far away he didn't want to be a part of it Yeah, it was
2: you know, seventy yards down. I'm just like, like
1: I'll just congratulate. I'll see
2: you on the sideline. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go go enjoy some water.
1: What have you learned about this defense through these last seven wins? You
2: no, know, we're really um just a really tenacious bunch, you know. This is a group of, uh, you know, a group of good guys, a group of guys that just want to go, want to go to, sh- wanna show up to work every day. They want to go, you know, to practice, and they want to have fun at, at you know, doing so. You know, playing this game that we all love. And with, you know, with some uh, certain key pieces that we've added to this defense, you know, we've be able, been able to, you know, heighten up some things, and uh, we've been, uh, as you can say, you know, somewhat on the hype train as of late. So, just to be able to see just this energy. You know, on this defense, you know, led by some, uh, led by some characters. I love, I love this team. I love this defense. So it's been, uh, it's been fun to be a part of.
0: Christian Covington joining us at Fud Ruckers. All right. So the chemistry thing is, it's not something that just happens overnight, though, right? No. I mean, and does winning
2: breed the chemistry, or does chemistry breed the winning? I mean, how does that work? They both go, to, uh, they both go hand in hand. Um, obviously, winning it helps a lot. <laughs> it helps a lot and obviously you know when you're on a streak that we're on right now you know that's uh that's just unbelievable and it's incredible to see and we want to be able to continue it but this all uh especially with the pieces that we've added and the players that we you know added through the draft and three agency you know they've been able to we've been around each other for a while now you know ever since otas mini camp and obviously training camp so we've been around each other for long enough to be able to mesh and uh you know get you know, learn from each other. Learn, you know, how we react, how we uh, ha- handle situations on the football field and, and situations, in you know, in general. So to be able to, you know, finally have that co- that cohesiveness, especially in the in the environment of a winning environment, so to speak, um, it's only going to base it's only going to get better from here on out. So I'm just uh, really just looking forward to what we're able to put on the field even more.
1: It seemed like early on in the season there were a lot of teams that were winning and hot early in the season, and then they sort of petered out as the as the years gone on, but. With starting 0-3 and and then having the wins, it seems like you guys never really get too high or too low. Even in the losses, never too low. How how do you think those losses sort of helped you stay even keel, even throughout all these wins? Because you see a lot of teams really celebrating, getting into it. Not that you all aren't, but it seems like you guys are like all business, back to work the next day. Let's not get too excited about any of this just yet.
2: The football season is a long season. So everything is not determined really up until you get to – late November, December, that's when things start to really heat up as far as like, you know, you know, I can't really say the P word yet, but you know, that type of contention and uh, mm-hmm. divisional contention and stuff like that. But I mean, just the beginning of the year, obviously nobody, nobody wants to start 0-3. Nobody wants to, you know, be in a situation like that. But that's, at the same time, you know, that was the de- uh, the hand that we were dealt with and we had to just go from there. But, you know, really the mindset is taking it one game at a time, really just knowing that You know, things happen. You have to move on from them. You have to be able to correct the things that you have to correct, watch the film, learn from your mistakes, and basically just try to be better. And I mean, shoot, we've been doing a great job of these seven games. Um, So it's been fun to be a part of. But really, um, you know, you just don't want to get too high on yourself. You don't want to get too low on yourself. Just trying to basically keep that even keel. That's been preached to us, you know, really throughout the time I've been there. And, uh, you know, that's just really the Texas way.
3: Hey, what's going on with you guys in this win streak as far as stopping – the opposing team's running backs Because yesterday Adrian Peterson gets 51 yards It takes him 16 carries to do so You shut down Zeke Elliott when he was with the Cow Well, when he played the Cowboys You shut down Phillip Lindsay who was coming in Averaging about 6 yards a pop Why are you guys doing so well run defense?
2: We've been, uh, that's one area that we know That we needed to improve on, you know, from last year And you never really want to fall back And, you know, reminisce about, you know Years, years of, uh, you know years, Previous seasons and stuff like that But, you know, that's one area that we've, uh really wanted to be able to, you know, improve ourselves in, which was really stopping the run and, you know, trying to stop the run on, you know, particularly on, you know, first down. And, you know, that's just one area that I can say that we've really just, you know, that's been a main focus of ours, you know, during the off season, during training camp. And because we already know, you know, we have, you look at the roster, we already know that we have some of the best pass rushers in the league. But, you know, why not add, you know, best run stoppers in the league as well.
0: What about Alex Smith and what happened to him? I mean, as a player, it's got to be frightening to see that kind of thing happen. I know you never want to see it happen mm. to an opponent or anybody. Um, you know, obviously a tremendous player on, on the football field, but a
2: terrible thing to see. No, pray, no prayers go out to Alex. Um, that was uh, kind of scary looking back at it, just because you're just so hyped up of what happened, and you know, we just obviously, you know, JJ and Kareem were in on the sack, and everybody's just hyping up, and all of a sudden you turn around and you're just like, oh, he's still down. He's still down. So we, I, at that moment, I actually had no idea what had happened, and then all of a sudden, it's like you see the cart, and and then you find out actually what did happen. So obviously, you know, injury is, uh, it's a way, it's a part of the game, but you ne- you hate to really see it. Um, so I know my pra- uh, I know my prayers go out to the brother. You know, obviously, he's been a, a great quarterback in this league for many years, and uh, so, you know, especially during you know being able to do his thing all those years whenever we played against him in Kansas City. So. Um, it was hard to see, and uh, I know he's gonna he's gonna bounce back from that. But you know, just a you know, it's a it's a sad part of the game that just comes with the territory.
3: How you feeling today? Feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> Seven wins will help with that, huh? Yeah, I'm feeling
2: uh, quite chipper. Let's just uh, let's go with that
0: <laughs> chipper. But it it gets better around Tuesday, right? You've said that before.
2: Tuesday, Wednesday is when you really start to feel the body coming back. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, adrenaline wears off really fast. It starts actually oh, wearing, yeah. it starts wearing off on the plane ride back. So, uh, okay. let's just say I didn't really I only got like 3 hours of sleep last night. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. But what about
0: All right, so winning obviously helps with that healing process, oh, big mentally time. and big maybe time. physically because mental is a big part of physical healing. What is it like after a loss? And do you even remember that at this point? Just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's um, well, we have a thing. We have a thing called the 24-hour grace period, where after a win or a loss, you basically have like 24 hours to, you know, get over it, mm-hmm. whatever you know, whatever the outcome of the game was. And then from there, we have to just move on. So, um, yeah, losses and nobody likes to lose. And I mean, and everybody talks about like you know, ugly wins and great wins. It's like, no, 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 no. I'll take a, I'll take a win. I'll take an ugly win over a great loss any day of the week. So, right. uh, for me, uh, for our, for this team, for any team, really, winning, winning is winning, and uh, shoot, we want to keep that going right now at this point.
1: You got three home games now in a row. You face the Titans, the first AFC South team that you're going to see for the second time. How much have you been able to watch what's been happening in the division? It seems like the Titans are, you know, they come, they have a big win against New England, and then they lose pretty badly to the Colts. What do you think about? What's happening with some of the other teams? And and how closely are you guys able to follow that?
2: Really, it's just, um, it kind of goes back to that whole thing about, you know, understanding how long the season is and understanding what can occur during a football season. Um, you know, records change. You know, everybody is projected to be this at the beginning of the season. You know, a couple games go by. Everybody's then projected to be in this uh, in this situation come uh, dis- uh, come December, January. But you know, things change. And obviously, you know, going into you know this upcoming opponent, we know what we have uh, uh, you know in front of us, and really not get, got, not really getting too you know emotional about it. We know already that you know against the Titans, we're 0 1 this season. And now we have a chance at home to be able to even the score and uh, keep this win streak alive. So um, this is going to be—we already, we already know what we have uh, as far as the battle is concerned. You know, this is going to be a ba- this is going to be a battle. And uh, you know, when speaking as a defensive lineman, this is going to be a battle in the trenches, absolutely. So, you know, we uh, this is a formidable team, you know, and you know, we know we have we know what's in front of us, and what we're getting ready.
3: You you just brought up that perspective of it's a it's kind of a marathon, not a sprint, to para- paraphrase what you said. You always thought that way because your dad was a pro football player, or
2: did it take you a while to kind
3: of realize that once you got in the league, or was it something something in the middle?
2: Um, it's a bit of both. It was really a bit of both for me, just because obviously I was blessed to have that perspective, you know, from a, from a, having a professional athlete in the family. Um, but at the same at the same time, you don't really understand it, and you can't really fathom it until you're in the yeah. you know situation yourself. So that whole talk about you know understanding that it is a mar- it's a marathon, not a sprint, that is true because if you uh if you go into really any you know whether it's sports whether it's your job whether it's any any situation environment workplace what have you if you go in with that mentality of like trying to get things done like asap asap trying to be on the run constantly moving 24 7 nonstop before you're going to get mentally physically yes you're going to get worn out and but when you start to get worn out mentally that's when everything's going to start falling into pieces so you have to understand and truly take in uh into account you know the situation that is at hand and for us that's understanding that look, football season is a long time. We take it one game at a time. and we just now we start now in that now we have that mindset. Of, let's just rack these wins up. Let's keep it going. But one game at a time.
0: One game at a time. Keep it going, please. All right, Christian Covington is with us. He'll answer questions from his teammates next and weigh in on the very important question of the day about Thanksgiving food. That's all coming up here from Fuddruckers, the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show, 59 in Wesleyan. Welcome, it's Christian Covington joining us at Fuddruckers tonight, special Monday edition because it's Thanksgiving week and everything's all thrown off and this is just the way we're doing it. And it's a weird game week with the Monday night game approaching with the Tennessee Titans. We talked about that in the first segment. Let's talk about this though, questions from Christian's teammates. Let's get to the first question, shall we?
2: Uh Hey, this is Angelo Blackson and if you had kids, which one of your fellow defensive linemen would you have babysit for the weekend? (laughs)
1: <laughs> is he the only defensive lineman with kids like no a lot uh, of kids?
2: angelo <laughs> uh okay. brandon has a daughter oh that's right um as and then uh, carlos has a son
1: because he's always talking about his kids from what we hear oh like yeah that his nickname is papalo Papa.
2: <laughs> that's the first time i've heard that oh yeah <laughs> oh my goodness dj's I'm lying a to u-
1: us dj reader's oh. lying to us oh
2: I'm using. Oh, I'm gonna call him that on Wednesday. Oh my goodness, I can't (laughs) wait. Who would I use use to babysit my kids? Oh please, JJ. that's That's easy. Have have fun at JJ's. Go enjoy (laughs) swimming, golf, uh, (laughs) go karts, everything you want. It's it's an amusement park. Have fun. (laughs) That's cool. That's
1: the easiest answer there there is. Yeah. All
2: right. Who would you not want watching them? Done. I mean, with DJ, uh, DJ Dunny, uh, they're gonna have music all the time, so that's cool. It'll be that's like a occupied. dance party. Mm-hmm. It'll be a dance party. I'm gonna go. Uh, maybe no. Jadavion has uh, Jadavion's good with kids. I know that. Let's. Uh, I'll go with DJ. A, <laughs> I'll go with DJ. I have a just question for you related to,
0: related to DJ Dunny and music, and I'm afraid to ask it. Is the Soul Power thing a thing, or is it just? something that happened yesterday. That was, some, that
2: was something that happened. That was okay. a, a, an awesome Remember the Titans reference that just came up. Yeah. It was all, it was, yeah.
0: I mean, is there any way we can jump on that? Or and that implement that,
2: that into the future Texans yeah. everything? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mark
1: really wants this to be a thing. Where
2: can I be the first one to sign the petition? Yes. Just start
1: throwing it into phrases everywhere right, so you go.
2: James Brown soul has power. a song called Soul Power, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And if, if DJ Dunny rolls it, in the um, locker room, that might be good. I think
1: so. Uh, hey, I'll put it. You a, think so? I, I'm,
2: I, it's I know James
1: it, Brown. It's classic. It's, it's a picky a, locker room, Mark.
2: It, it's ve- oh, it's very. No, I can't. a classic. Sometimes I can't even get uh, a request in. Really? And I'm. B- dunny's right beside the dunny's yeah. right beside the thing you and I'm dunn sandwiched yeah y'all sandwich we sandwiched the speaker system yeah. i can't even get a request in <laughs> so you, why mean, can't
1: you take your augs cord and plug it in is that just they like don't like my music dj etiquette you they, don't, they don't what's they your don't. music can bieber is it like canadian no, stuff
2: no oh bieber. i mean i do have i do have canadian artists on there you know Celine, like, joni mitchell neil young no nah, oh, just kidding the weekend rush oh. <laughs> the weekend in Rush. Did a bear, uh, I Shout out, out Bare Naked Ladies. Can you yeah, imagine great, playing great Rush band. in the Texas locker room? He would get <laughs> kicked out. <laughs> oh, no. As I said, I have a variety of, got of music. Got some Slavic
3: uh, right. choir oh, songs five, in there. Everything. Yeah.
2: Classic, uh, all the way from classical Mozart to, shoot, Britney Spears. Let's go with it. All right. Wow. That's what I got. That's good.
0: Eclectic. Yeah. Diverse. I like it. Let's get to the next question from a teammate of Christian Covington. Uh-oh all right Christian it's weeks all right good question what is the most
3: overrated Thanksgiving side dish go
2: overrated cabbage Ew. who's
1: eating cabbage on Thanksgiving Some maybe that
2: was are. people oh, maybe people. that's a maybe that's a Canadian Thanksgiving <laughs> thing
1: <laughs> wait but it, I agree if, if you are yeah. eating cabbage I remember
2: yeah every every Thanksgiving um, there was always for us it was always like a side of like purple. Purple cabbage or red, yeah, red cabbage.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Never touched it. Never touched it. Never touched it growing up. I'm like, mm, whatever. What is What's that? <laughs> did you guys
3: I, Did you guys celebrate Thanksgiving this the, like this Thursday in Canada? or Did you do Canadian Thanksgiving? No, we have Canadian Thanksgiving. And when Wait, is, when that, is that, again?
2: that
1: again? It's like h- October, October right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, was bad. it Was it a big deal? <laughs> oh, it, oh, it's it's a huge deal in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> is it like on a
1: Monday or something? Right. I,
2: it's on a Monday. Yeah. It's then, uh I believe it's the second month. Uh, it's it's the second Monday of October. And it's a day off. It's a day off. It's a national holiday. It's so, ba- it's a, just is it Canadian... Columbus
1: Day? It's like that's your version of the Day? I think so. Day?
2: I believe so. It's, I think it uh, is. I like that I better. think that's around the I same like, time. It's, two Thanksgiving. Only thing, yeah. Only, yeah I, oh, yeah. Being a dual citizen is the best because I get to <laughs> oh, celebrate two nice. Wait, Is it Turkey, <laughs> though, Christian, all those things? Oh, it's, just, it's things? the exact same thing. But what be- about
0: American Thanksgiving on that day? Do they do, it's a work week in Canada, week. regular, yeah, go right
2: through it? There is literally not. Maybe, I think now Canada started to implement the... Black uh, started doing like oh, yeah. Black Friday craze. Just that's the economic a, just, thing. Yeah, just to jump on it, but because we we don't have our Canadian Thanksgiving, we don't have anything like that the right. day after. Our thing is Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas. Which oh, is British. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that that's our thing.
1: We have that too, where you return all the stuff that you got that mm-hmm. you don't want.
2: Yes. What's
0: all right? So you don't like that side dish. What's your favorite non-Turkey food? Oh, stuffing.
2: Stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a classic. But I mean, I'll 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 throw another one out there. Uh, I get I get I get roasted because I like Brussels sprouts. No, they're nothing they're wrong good with if that. You're doing right. you. Nothing yeah. wrong with if Brussels you're doing sprouts. right. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, like, like garlic aioli yeah. with some salt and pepper, <laughs> and maybe some you know a little bit of Parmesan, sprinkle Parmesan, some bacon bits. You cooking with you yes. cooking with grease? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Speaking I'm of, hungry right now.
1: Speaking of bacon bits, why not Canadian ham or Canadian bacon?
2: Canadian bacon. Uh, it's just not the same. I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love my Canadian bacon, but it's not the same. It's not the same. He's you know, Canadian. Not, yeah, I know, Ain't but when you si- when you be- call it so bacon crispy, to him, crispy, 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 right? Bacon. They, they shouldn't even call that bacon. It's really, it's literally ham wrapped in cornmeal.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not really bacon. It's it's false it's, advertising. I, I think
2: it's like I think it comes from another part of the pig that is you know from the part of the pig that is considered technically bacon. But I mean, everybody knows what real bacon is. So let's keep, yeah. let's keep it one hundred. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so No
0: Canadian bacon on the menu. All right, let's get to the next question for Christian Covington, shall we? Cub,
2: This is the host of KJAC TV, your teammate, number 25. And I got a question for you. What's your favorite Canadian dish for Thanksgiving? Make sure y'all check KJAC TV out on Friday. Shout out to Arctic. Shout out to all the fans. We love you. Oh, you gotta love KJAC TV.
1: His ratings are going through the roof.
2: Yeah, I want a T-shirt, uh, Kareem. Let me get uh, let, can, me, let can, me get a little something, something. We can hook you up. I mean, we kind of piggybacking it, the topic right now. That's, I mean, I'll keep I'll keep it quick. You no know, stuff, stuffing, Brussels sprouts. That's my thing. That's got to be as like basic stuff that needs to be at Thanksgiving every year.
1: But it's, a Canadian dish? Like, would you put your like somebody just gave you some Lay's ketchup chips? Mm-hmm. Like, what's an authentic Canadian dish? That you would really
2: ketchup, want. To chips I think I think bread? I think the stereotype I think the stereotype might be you know Thanksgiving dinner you know drenched in maple syrup. <laughs> uh-huh. What <laughs>
1: are those fries that are Let's covered in that. gravy? What are those? Poutine. Called? poutine. Poutine.
2: I've never had poutine as a side dish at Thanksgiving.
1: Like, maybe 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 those.
2: We might need to implement that. Do they
3: do that in Vancouver, or is that just kind of an Eastern? Canada? No, it's all across. Oh, yeah, okay. there's
2: like certain dishes. You know, we have poutine. We have beaver tails, which is you know deep fried bread. Oh. Deep fried oh. bread with, oh, okay. um, you know, yeah, it's not that. Sounds I, not like old, really it a, like a Bucky stuff. Right? I fried that promise. You. No, it's just, it's just fried bread. I think refried. I think it's refried bread. Sounds good. What
1: about your Tim Hortons donuts?
2: Oh, don't get me started on Timmys. Oh, I miss Tim Hortons every day. You Have a side
1: dish of that with Thanksgiving. Oh, just get you just got a plate I, of donuts.
2: Yeah, you you need the Timbits, the little donut. We call them. We yeah, have the donut holes. We Timbits. call those Timbits. Oh, that would be the best side dish. Um, and then to drink, uh, my my ice caps. Ice cappuccinos. That's what all. the oh, ice those, caps! Oh, ice caps! I drink those all the You're gonna
1: start calling them ice caps. Aren't you? I
2: am very yeah. got See, it. We could be cool. We're hip.
1: You? <laughs> no one said yeah. Canadians weren't cool.
0: They're just cold. They're I, not. I, cool. I, I, it I, be, I beg to differ. All right, let's go with the final <laughs> question from a player for Christian Covington. Is that it? For that's it. That's it. it all perhaps. right. Well, let's that's go. For, let's go to our crowd questions. We have a lot of crowd people easy, here. What's your name and what's your question? My name is Renee. Hi, Renee. I want to know, how helpful was it for you to have a CFL Hall of Famer for that and give you advice growing up?
2: Oh, very easy. It was very helpful. Uh, let me rephrase that. Very helpful, not easy at all. I still get critiqued by him to this day. So when I go to the stadium for film study, I come home from even more film study. <laughs> He, re- uh, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter. He knows that, you know, we have, you know, playbooks, are t- the NFL playbooks are different now. We all have uh, uh, iPads. And so, but, it, oh, it doesn't matter. I tell him, like, Dad, you don't have to record any games or anything like that. No, no, no. I, we get the games, you know, brought onto the iPad. Mm-mm, no, he's recording <laughs> like he lives with me right now. So, during the, he, him and my mom actually live with me during the season. So, um, no, he records every game. It doesn't matter. Even, even if he's at a home game, he will come to a home game. We're coming home. We're watching the we're watching the tape right after the game. Oh gosh! Oh, oh yes. wow,
1: that's intense. So oh. you
2: gotta love you gotta love him though. He's a dedicated football player to the core. Love that man. What did he say today? Oh, he's like, yeah, you had a good game. No stats, but you had a good game. <laughs> 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 but at least he understands though. Oh stats. yeah, no, he's like, you know, he's critiquing my pass rushes. You know, he said, yo, you had some good pass rush. I'm like, hey, thanks, Dad. I appreciate. I love you. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Cool. Yeah, no, it's been uh, no, it was it was great. You know, having him. You know, he's been my literally been my coach since day one. Um, he worked me harder than any, because any, uh, he, was, he was my D-line coach, you know, throughout high school. And uh, so he worked me harder than any other uh, player that he ever had. So it was obviously it was just awesome to have him, you know, from uh, since day one.
1: I would imagine when you're going through adversity, it's nice to have a dad as a, as a former player as well. Like last year, you battled the injury, mm-hmm. coming back from that and trying to keep you positive. Does he sort of give you some of the, the insight into his career to he try to get d- through some of that?
2: He does to a point. He actually, he played 11 years, never got hurt. Well, that's
1: that's very yeah.
2: Um, Eleven years. How is
1: that even possible? I
2: don't know. I don't know. He so not too much sympathy. No, he. I mean, he he understands. He just I he just never really had like. I know what you're going through because no, you don't. You broke your thumb in training camp one year. You got to skip training camp and then you came back fresh and had 25 sacks (laughs) in the season. You don't understand what I'm going through. (laughs) But no, it's uh no he but no he. He he, gets it, but like I always hold that against him. Like, bro, like that's so unusual. You you used to be able to skip training camp. Don't even talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Next question from the crowd. What's your name and what's your question?
3: My name's Tori. Hi, Tori. Does it take time to get adjusted from Canadian football fields and rules, or is it just a natural transition?
2: I like this question. (laughs) Depends. So, for me, I grew up in British Columbia, so we actually played American rules. Oh. No, yeah, no transition needed. Rest of Canada, Canadian rules. Bigger field, only three downs. Bigger football. Twelve so, players, too. Twelve players on he the talked to Danny
0: Barrett, your running backs coach, who was a quarterback in the CFL and also coached. He said the
2: twelve player thing is is definitely tricky. It is. He actually played. Uh, my dad uh, he used to go. My dad used to go against him. Oh,
0: really? Yes. Oh, oh this is cool. Wow. Uh, as
2: soon as as soon as my dad as soon as my dad found out that coach uh, coach Barrett was on the staff, it's like. Hey, uh, you tell him, I said, What's up? I'm like, What you do? <laughs> <laughs> what did exactly. you do? It's like, Oh, right. I used to, oh, I used to hug him all the time. I'm like, Oh, oh. and then oh, sure no. enough, as soon as I meet Coach Brad, it's like, You, you Grover's kid? Yes, sir. Uh, man, I'm still hurting from your dad. Oh, my goodness. So, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, having that 12 player actually does um, does change a lot of things. You know, it's an extra wide receiver, extra DB, yep. and the wide receivers get a running. It's they yeah, get the a running motion start. Is ridiculous. Yeah, they get a running start to the uh, to the line of scrimmage. So it's a uh, it's a fast game. It's all it's a passing league. It is truly a passing league.
3: And you played American football. You would you guys would cross over the border and play American mm-hmm. teams from time to time, wouldn't you? Yes, uh,
2: we played. Uh, I know we our uh, our league of football in high school was you know we played AAA. Um, we would play against 4A teams in Washington all the time. And my high school, they, like, they really love to play, um, they really love to play, like, Washington schools for exhibition matches. I remember, like, and I went to the same high school, I was, I went to my high school for 13 years, so I was, like, I grew up in the football world of my school, so I used to go to, like, all the games that we used to play, and, you know, we played against, you know, Jake Locker when he was at Ferndale wow. in Washington. Like, we played against, uh, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Mays when he was at, um, O'Day, O'Day High School and stuff like that, so, like, we've, like, we we played against like some good. Uh, we played against good competition in, in the, our history. Um, so it's uh, yeah, we we it's we know. I'm losing my train of thought now, but we Canadians can play football. Yes, we sure. Can. And to be
0: clear, Christian <laughs> did not graduate from high school when he was twenty seven years old. But he said he played for or went to high school for thirteen years. It's a K through K through K twelve, through 12. 12. Yes. school, yes, yes. all encompassing. <laughs> Just wanted to be clear on that. All right. Let's get to another question. What's your name, and what's your question?
1: Hi, Christian. I'm Christy. Hi, Christy. And in your time here, what teammates have you seen improve the most?
2: Seen improve the most? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with DJ. I'm gonna be selfish and go defensive line, DJ Reader. Okay. Playing well. Oh no, he's uh, I mean really. I mean I'm 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 biased obviously you know speaking on behalf of the D line, but you go with a guy like that who, you know. Fifth round draft pick out of Clemson, uh, you know, came in, you know, backing up Vince Wilfork at the time, and really just, you know, he he learned, you know, he learned the game really, uh, really quickly, and uh, he's he's really, he's truly established himself as one of the best uh, nose guards in the NFL. Like um you hear, you hear, you know, the Texans say it all the time. You hear JJ, uh, you know, vouch for him, you know, during training camp and everything like that. Like we. The brother's the best nose guard in the league. I don't care what anybody says. He can not only can he stop the run, not only can he not move the guy. Like he can pass rush. He can get after the quarterback. He showed that against the Patriots with two sacks. So, you know that guy is. Uh, you know he's going to be. He's he's going to be a dominant. He's been a dominant factor. He's going to be a dominant factor in the league for many years to come. You now it's. Uh, you know it's been just great seeing the way that brothers just worked his butt off to get to where he is. It's Very such clear. an
1: unselfish position too. Mm-hmm. Like you, you really have to work so hard in the middle there and then you know you don't really get a lot of credit you don't get the flashy stats your, all the time but your, your job, job is to is let to others literally shine literally
2: eat up blocks right mm-hmm. and to let other people flow off of you
0: it's kind of like an assist but not an assist you don't get a you no stats. you don't you get a get stat, no credit you get but, a pat on the back but if you're not doing that <laughs> job it's a long day for the entire defense no mm-hmm. doubt all right let's get to our next question thanks christy and your name and what's your question hello christian uh, my name is way uh, also known as nathaniel and gabriel's dad but besides your family's amazing cooking, which teammate's house would you want to pull up to for a Thanksgiving meal? Well, I answer that next. We'll get to that after the break. Christian Covington is with us here. We're at Bud Rucker's 59 and Wesley in special Monday night edition of the program, Texans Radio. <laughs> well thank you for that unsolicited welcome back applause here at fun rockers 59 and wesleyan i love our fans awesome we fans. told them yes. on relatively short notice that we'd be doing a monday show instead of a tuesday show and they are here in force tonight and a lot of that has to do with christian covington of course i think most of it but they do want to see db also so they want to y'all.
2: Team okay, bit, yeah.
0: okay, but you're y'all are attracting the legends
2: a, over here. Don't you're don't, attracting don't get a big crowd, my friend.
0: <laughs> big crowd here tonight for Christian Covington. No, you. So, what was the question before we went to break?
2: Who would I have Thanksgiving? Oh yes, Which whose would I have house would you go to? Yes, yeah. you could host this show. All right. So, who do you think can bring it? Who do I think could bring it? Oh man, can I go? Can the answer be all of the above for the offensive line? Those guys know how to eat, don't they? They know how to eat, yeah. they know, and I know they know how to cook. Who's so, the best uh, cook right. on the O-line? I want to say, well, I know Greg and Kendall, they like to do uh, uh, Friendsgiving. They they do. Yeah, the Friends Thanksgiving, so I'm pretty sure I cannot go wrong with either of them. Yeah. Honestly.
1: But doesn't DJ Reader have a grill? Doesn't he like to grill meat and do stuff like that? Oh, barbecue.
2: Or oh, barbecue. 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 Oh, that's another. Oh, that's his oh, nickname Barbecue. keep forgetting about Barbecue, DJ. Come on now. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still. Or is he still I've been, I've been a little. No, I, I. still. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, I think he's been improving as a grill master and as a. As a. You know. That's good to hear. America's next top chef. So <laughs> with that being said, I think I've been a little too biased with the D line. So I'm gonna give some love to the offensive line. I'm gonna Very go with, nice. I'm gonna go with Craig and get. Uh, Greg and Kendall. But
3: well, where do you stand on Frito Pie? What's your knowledge of it, and what are? You, what's your opinion of it?
2: Frito Pie. I'm guessing Frito Lay's with nacho cheese and chili on top. Yeah. Oh, but isn't there,
3: like a story behind this, I'm told.
2: <laughs> oh, I tried to got some, got some special
3: <laughs> fans in the building. Yeah, here. We had some Intel. Some that's
2: Intel. A, on yes. Frito you pie? might have needed yeah. a little really? Like, really? I, um, I never heard of it before until I went to a fo- uh, high school football game. Yeah. And I looked at the man. I was like, you yeah, know, I was getting hungry. I hadn't eaten uh, in a while. So I was like, you know what? Frito pie. I see the word pie. My eyes lit up. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm about to enjoy this night. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to be apple or something. like that. You know, yeah. maybe some free I don't know what Frito is. <laughs> I don't know what Fritos some are. Some sort
1: of fruit. Maybe <laughs> something. Pintoshy? But I,
2: I, I see pie, and my eyes go, my my right. eyes get big. <laughs> right. pie. And so I, and I'm like, it's only 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 two dollars. I'll take. Shoot, let's go with that. Okay. So I get, I said, can I get a Frito pie, please? Sure enough, they give me back f- actual Fritos with uh, cheese. And chili on top, I'm like, this is not what I was expecting. Nah. <laughs> but it was good, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. Oh, it was delicious. I'm like, why have I not heard of this? Why have I not tried this before? But I was, you know, it was 90 let's go with 90-10. You're 90% like, oh, this is good. But that 10%, I'm like. Still wish, uh, still wish I had pie. You
1: still need some pie. I still did you have to pie. assemble it yourself, or did they already put it? Because oh, they I, put it together. <laughs> I went the first time I saw so it. They gave you a, they gave I, you a like, bag of I, I don't know what to do with these. <laughs> some assembly <items>. required. <laughs> Instructions too, when you're not from Texas. It's
3: yeah. awesome. It's so good. Next hey,
0: question. Oh, I'm sorry, Drew.
3: My little. I'll put the bow on this. Okay. Frito pie used to be in the cafeteria at the Texans, and there was one day they had macaroni and cheese as well, and I did a scoop of that
0: on top of the Frito pie. <laughs> Just, yeah, ever, that's not around oh, anymore. Wow. Not yeah. happening. Okay. <laughs> Next but, question. What's your name and what's your question?
1: I'm Donna. And Hi, Donna. The question is: With such a solid defensive line, you guys make it look easy. But just how difficult is it to get to quarterback? <sighs> you had a hit yesterday.
2: I did. So you did get there. Always oh, I had to work for that, though. Oh my goodness! You have to. Oh, it's uh, it is hard. Oh, it's hard. It, it's uh, and we and we know it's hard. It comes with the job. It comes with the territory. But uh, you know, if if uh, if it was easy, everybody could do it. So I mean, with that being said, it's it's something that you know all of us, you know, on the defensive line, you know, it's it's something we all strive for. It's something we you know we all want to be great. We all want to get the stats, and we want to be able to do whatever we can to be able to you know help the team win. Uh, but it's hard. I got to. I got to be honest with you. It, it, to be able to get in that backfield, you know, you're going against some of the, every week. You're going against really the best of the best. Uh, that's what the NFL is. Uh, you know, com, it's comprised of. So to be able to get back there, some and obviously some guys, you know, <coughs> JJ, <coughs> Jadavion, <coughs> Whitney, they make it look easy. <laughs> they really do make it look easy. But uh, you know, that's just a, that's just that's just dedica- that's just a, a testament to you know the hard work that they put in into this league for a long time.
0: Some guys are easier to bring down than others. Watson is not easy to bring down, clearly. I mean, he he took one sack yesterday and almost got away from mm-hmm. it, and I, I think it was like a 10-12 yard loss, but I've never seen a more exciting 10-12 yard loss against my team.
2: You know, <laughs> he makes that look exciting. He almost wiggled away. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's the type of guy he is, and that's the type of player he is. He um, Even when he's in trouble, he's not. And, you know, that's what it is. Just so huge, and it's clutch to have a guy, you know, and, a, and a, just a, I'm going to say dramatic, but <laughs> he's just an a, just a ecstatic and just like, you know, overall just awesome player and quarterback like him. You know, it's just, let's just say I'm, I'm great. I'm glad he's on our team.
1: What's it like when you see it like Kareem or Tyron or one of the safeties get to the quarterback and get a sack? Oh, you don't huge. see it too often, no, but huge. how exciting is that for you guys?
2: Oh, it's huge. I mean, you, you as a defense, it lifts you up. And it makes it uh, it makes you want to play that much harder just because it's like, man, they're having a field day. They're out there getting sacks. It's like, oh, I need to get. We all need to start picking our game up right now. So, uh, you know, anytime that oh, yeah. And they've been making plays after plays after plays for these uh, these last uh, few weeks. So it's anytime when they start get when they get going and they start making plays like that, it only fires up the entire team.
3: How much fun has that been to see? Because like like the back end at the safety spot hadn't been. As productive as it is this year, really in, in team history. Really, yeah. I mean, this I is this, and you add in Justin Reed too. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what those those three are doing. No, no been, uh,
2: No, it's 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 been incredible. You know, it's really just a testament to you know how this defense has truly been able to mesh together and you know build on that chemistry. You know, ever since we all truly got together as a unit, and we've been able to really bond and especially as as we've already mentioned before, you know, winning you know kind of helps with that with that bonding and building that chemistry. Uh, Build, and the building of that chemistry so yeah it's been fun to be able to see just like the amount of success that we've been able to put on that been able to put on the field these past few weeks and we just want to be able to continue that
0: i know you guys are not going ones against the ones in full gear a whole lot this time of year mm-hmm. but the offensive line you face these guys plenty they're improving week to week and yesterday they were thrown into a, a pretty adverse situation Losing both starting guards and being down to nobody if anybody else should get hurt, your mm-hmm. thoughts on what they experienced
2: yesterday and how they 're doing overall you no know, they've been uh, they've been a resilient group um all year round you know you have uh you know really every like, the entire offensive line you know they've got, they've gone through we've they've gone through ups and downs with you know injuries and stuff like that and you know injury in the injury bucketcking anybody but i mean to be able to have guys that are able to step in and fill the role. You know, you, I mean, I, you know, we talked about Greg early on the show and, you know, the, that, and the roles that he can, you know, play again, uh, uh, on that entire offensive line. You know, he's, uh, you know, a smart, smart guy, a uh, really smart guy who can, you know, throw, you throw him into any type of situation and he's going to be able to hand him, handle himself with ease. So when you have, uh, when you have a good old line and when you, when you, when you have a great old line who is able to face adversity like that and able to, you know, come in, uh, no questions asked, and just keep getting the job done. You know, you can't ask for anything better than that.
0: Outstanding. Christian Covington joining us. All right, so how much have you made it back to Rice this semester? And, I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot here because I know you're busy with your football season, but how how often do you like to get back? I know you probably can't back get back as much as you want, mm-hmm. but what are your plans with that? How do you handle that as an alum?
2: Um, you try to go. I, I, you, you try to go back as often as possible, and I was, you know, Fortunate enough to be able to go to one of the games this season, I was able to watch us go against U of H, you know, the Bayou Bucket, and uh, you know this um, it was it was a good game mm-hmm. up until the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> let's just say that, but I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a tough it's a tough season for them, but I mean that was expected, you know, with obviously you know the coaching changes mm-hmm. and the overhaul of the program itself so I mean, we all knew that this was there was this was there's was going to be somewhat of a transition uh transitional phase for them so you know got one more game got one more game this season let's get this win at home and uh move on from there get uh don't you know, get ready for next season not everybody can go to rice because of the academics of course mm-hmm. so give me the pitch for
0: rice here i am i'm a good student i'm a decent player at the very least why do i need to go to rice why do you need to go Rice? Yeah. Give me the pitch that the Alumni Association
2: would be proud of. You are guaranteed a job. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's um, not bad, Christian. It's not, it's not I mean, bad. just because you, I mean, everybody. You talking about on the field or after you graduate? Oh, everything. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm being serious here. Oh, no. I mean, you have to fight for that job on the field. But, I mean, at the same time. Um, I was blessed and fortunate enough to go to, you know, when you're blessed and fortunate to go to a school like Rice, you know, uh, it opens up a lot of doors for a lot of people. And uh, for me, you know, it just so happened that I was able to to take that, take my my path to the NFL. And, uh, but for the most part, too, you have to understand that, and I understand, I had to learn this uh, very quickly, that, you know, football and sports in general, you know, that's a very, that's only going to take up like a small percentage of my life and uh what i do after that is really is what's going to count you know with regards to you know my future family and my future and the future generations after me you know i want to be able to provide for them and and uh, make sure that you know they're you know taken care of so you know with that being said once my once my future in football is over like what's next you know that's and that's when that my rice degree is going to come in handy so
3: you know what's next? I mean, that's a long way down the line, like in 20 years when you're done playing football, right? 20 years,
2: Christian. <laughs> I pray. I pray. Um, but let's see. What, what is next for Christian? There's always. I know my family always talks about me going back to medical, uh, going to medical school, trying my hand at that, just because I, I, did go to, I, I did go to Rice wanting to be pre-med. Um, but You were taking those courses? I was. They the, were hard. That must have been brutal. They were brutal at Masochist. Rice. Masochist. Yes.
0: Well, and, and a lot of people don't realize being a Division One athlete of any kind is really tough. Yes. The time demands yes. on you. To do that and a pre-med curriculum must be
2: excruciating. Oh, yeah. I, get, uh, I had to switch majors. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I mean, just because, it's, yeah, as you said, it's hard enough already as a Division One athlete, and then you go to a school like Rice. Um, it is just piled up on top of you. Everything with regards to the oh, extra study hall, mm. extra tutoring sessions, and everything. So it's uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a transition for me to get to my major.
1: I feel like you're getting a real life experience in medical history, learning about how to take care of your body. You guys have a new nutrition staff. What's the right way to eat? What's the right way to train? Do you think you might do something like that afterwards too? Oh, that's a
2: possibility. You no, know, I did. Uh, how much does
1: that interest you?
2: Um it it interests me just because it's my job right now. So and actually it's actually kind of funny too because a lot of the classes that I took when I was at Rice were uh taught by uh Dr. Roberta Anding, who used to be uh, nutritionist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. a nutritionist for the Texans she's back wonderful. in the day. Yeah. And she so, knows a yeah, thing was, or two. Yeah, yeah she knows Oh, she, she taught me everything I knew at Rice. <laughs> and uh so obviously it kind of it's kind of nice being b- back in a situation where it's like you know you get the you get to the NFL and then you know you're introduced to uh, you know Really, the nutrition aspect of things, where it's like, oh, I understand this. this it, I can, I can understand this. You know, this nutritional jargon. So um, it was kind of, it's kind of nice to like see that now, and yeah, you're seeing it even more so with this. Uh, you know, with our strength staff and our nutritional staff now.
0: Christian, thanks a lot for being with us. Good luck against Tennessee on Monday night. Thank you, guys. How about it for Christian Covington? That's gonna do it for our special Monday night Fud show. Have a great night and go Texans.